0: So I pretend to call the guests and then they pick up, and then we have like a little conversation as if you know I'm just inviting you in for a chat. Okay. You're, so you're, okay. <laughs> the fake phone to your ear is optional. You know. Hello. Okay. <laughs> oh, hey, it's crazy, it's me. It's a. It's, you know, uh, Ibercon. You know, from um, oh, uh, yeah. uh, we did. We had we
1: had bow buns that time. Oh yeah, yeah, and the bone marrow that I would rather
0: never. Oh yeah, that thing that literally tasted like a block of fat. Oh god, that was so depressing. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. Um, are you ready to come onto the podcast? I I know I kind of pulled you in last minute, but I'm really happy that you're here to chat to me. Okay, well,
1: I guess I'm ready as ever. So let's go ahead.
0: Okay, let's do it. <laughs> so, in my head, I always was thinking, "Oh, if I ever go on a date, I should make sure to invite the person I go on. A- I've been on a date with." I feel like that would be good content. So I was like, oh, um,
1: okay.
0: yeah, let, let me just ask you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, so it's a lucky one, I guess. Um, and what was the thought process behind that?
0: Um, I wanted a guest and I didn't want to repeat a guest yet. I feel like I'm, not, I'm okay. very early on in my episode, so I don't feel like I'm oh. at a point where I want to repeat guests yet. So um, I was thinking of doing another solo episode. Most of my episodes are me and one person or me and two people. Uh, And then if I do a solo episode, I kind of just have a theme. But when I'm talking to people, it's kind of freewheeling and just like letting things out. But um, I felt like I wanted to have a conversation with someone this week. I didn't want a solo episode. And I Mm -hmm. thought, why not not ask you?
1: (laughs) Okay, well, thank you. Thank you. I guess. Hold on. We started, right? Or... Oh
0: yeah, we we have started. <laughs>
1: okay. <laughs> okay. 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 Well, I guess go ahead. Um, I'm excited to know what we're going to end up talking about. It could, I mean, because I don't know much. This it could be anything. I guess. Um, so I guess I'll let you lead.
0: Oh, honestly, it's um, it's very much whatever we end up on, wherever the conversation mm-hmm. goes. If you feel like there's something I mean, let me actually why well, I know a bit about you, but maybe you should introduce yourself to the people listening. So let the people know what your name is, oh, where you come okay. from, a little bit about yourself.
1: Okay. Um well my name is Quessy, or IQ. Um I'm from Enfield, North London. And um I've known Iberkin for a few months. So we've only met once. And um I guess I'm twenty four. I work as a town planner for Hackney, and yeah, that's a brief introduction to myself. Um, <laughs> I don't know what else I could say. Uh, how to be here all day. Uh, but yeah.
0: <laughs> Gentrification.
1: I don't think, is that, that word, or is that...
0: I don't know. I just, I just, I just remember from our first meeting when you were explaining to me what you do, and I was like, "So gentrification," and then you had to explain it a bit more. Like, I mean, we don't, we don't like that word, or we don't. It's not what we're trying Sorry. to do.
1: And anybody that does like that word, we don't like them. um So I guess, do you want me to explain what my job is? Or yeah, go for it. Okay. Well, I guess for most people that don't know what town planning is it's basically in short trying to improve places that we live in and we work in and uh, do social activities in and this is improving in every aspect so like socially politically economically the way it actually looks as well and just I guess in short just making it a better place to be for everyone Um, so that also means it should be inclusive and every person should be able to enjoy every place to the best of their ability, if that makes sense. Um, that's in short, but obviously that means um, planning is actually very broad because within it you would have transport planning, um, urban realm, town planning, rural planning, the list goes on and on. Um, hopefully that makes sense and doesn't sound as boring as I made it out to be, but it's very interesting at times.
0: <laughs> you say boring, but it it sounds interesting because you even mentioned when we when we met how there'll be situations where you're in certain towns where people want to like be involved in the planning and are very eager yeah. to be involved in the changes you make so you meet like a lot of different people and yeah. those, those are usually like kind of white older middle class towns and then when you yeah. get into more city-ish areas like your experience has been like it's a lot. There's a, It's a lot less um, cohesive, or there's a lot less opportunity to yeah. meet people and people involved in how you want to change their town.
1: Yeah, that's definitely true, and I think it's one of the sad things that um happens is that um I think in more rural, wider areas, I can't pronounce rural. Um, I think people, I think just people tend to be more aware of planning and the power that planning has. So they know that if they get themselves into the planning system, they can use it to their advantage to make their place better. Whereas I think in cities, for example, most people even listening probably never heard of what planning is. Um, so they don't know like the power it has and how they can use it to their advantage in the places that they live in. And because of that, what tends to happen is that the planning system tends to work in the favour of older, richer, whites. Um, and sometimes is actually to the detriment of those that aren't using um, the planning system. Um, so yeah, because even today at work, I mean, I'm not allowed to mention any names. Um, there's, I heard a story about a woman that wants funding for a project um, for like quite privileged people, and um, it's to do with cycling or something, and there's already like three other projects for like the same school um and uh, we were all like this is just unfair how how did she manage to do this but because she knows the planning system and all the loopholes and stuff she knew how to use it to advantage but
0: um yeah Mm. i guess so how how would would you invite how would you advise people to So if they wanted to get involved and make Mm -hmm. sure that their areas aren't gentrified, how could you advise people uh, to do that, to get involved?
1: I would say the best thing people can do and what would be really nice uh, would be to explain it simply, everywhere has a local plan. So that's like your local council. This is what I said to you last time as well. So like, for example, Enfield will have a plan or Barton and Dagenham will have a plan, but places within that those areas so for example like I don't know um Barking itself um doesn't have a plan specific for that area but somebody people in that area could make a plan specific for that area and they can work with the council to make sure that um whatever happens in that area goes by the plan and when they make the plan even though it needs to it can't go against what the council says in their wider plan. You can kind of complement it. So like you could let us you could say, oh, you want 10 houses here or houses of this type here. You could say the size of the houses. You can say you want this area to look like this and the list goes on and on and on. But then once that plan, neighborhood plan for Barking, for example, is made, it kind of becomes the law, if that makes sense. So a developer what often happens as well is that for example if people don't want development in their area they will quickly rush to make a neighborhood plan that basically somehow they get evidence to say they don't need any houses there and when that neighborhood plan is made the developer can't you can't no one can go against that plan so the developer will not be allowed to build there anymore if that makes sense
0: yeah it definitely does so, so... Anyone listening, if you wanna, um, <laughs> if you wanna fight gentrification, I guess these are some steps you could take. Yep, get into <laughs> neighbourhood
1: planning. That is the way forward. <laughs>
0: That's good to know. I, I'm, I'm wondering how when you if when you meet people because obviously we met through mm-hmm. Hinge. When you meet people on apps, do you have this discussion often about what how your job isn't gentrification or you you try not to make it that
1: um i try not to go into it too often i think recently i've been more open about it but before especially at uni when i talk about planning um it was just really annoying having to tell people like oh they'll be like oh like they'll just assume oh you probably do law or something i'm like no i do town planning they're like oh what's that
0: um
1: and then it's really hard to describe and i think i was really traumatized because once um, there was this girl from uni she was like oh what planning and I I was like oh it's really broad so it's really hard to describe and then she goes it's hard to be describe because it's nothing <laughs> and I was like my my jaw just dropped to the ground <laughs> and I was like oh um, and it just got really long describing it all again and again but I think once, if I can tell someone has an interest um, then I'll go ahead and tell them about planning and tell them how it's not about gentrification and stuff um <laughs> But I actually do try to avoid the situation because it, it just gets long. Um but I don't mind talking about it at the same time.
0: Yeah. So you you love what you do? That's the question. Um, <laughs> you love what you do.
1: <laughs> yes and no. Um I think it's a shame because I think you kind of I think you go into planning after you thinking like it's gonna be like a real world version of Sims and then you enter the <laughs> office <the> and <app. laughs> It really is good. I think mean, to be fair, it really depends what department and projects and company you work or like there are some places where it actually is kinda of like Sims because you there are some departments where they literally draw the map, like a map and they like they draw what they want to improve. So you're literally just sat there drawing like your own fantasy world and stuff to a certain degree. Um so I think there are really enjoyable aspects. Um, but there's also very painful boring ones like we've to deal with planning applications all day long but yeah I guess um, it can be interesting definitely it, yeah
0: I wonder if anyone listening is like oh that actually sounds like fun because all I do is play sims like I have a friend who's really into sims so I wonder mm. if this could be like a job for her but then you're also saying like, oh, it's not like Sims at all. So maybe not.
1: <laughs> I mean, I think I think you have to remember with planning, it's so broad. So that's the thing. Like it's it's such a broad spectrum. It's, I guess it's a bit like, I don't know, I can imagine like law or something. Like there's so many different roles and jobs and like there's professions within town planning as itself. Like town planning is with an umbrella term. So it really depends what you get into within planning. So I guess in a way you can make it, as you want it to be, in a way. Mm. I
0: just, I Is it a diverse field, or does it really depend on oh. what area you're working
1: <laughs> in? I <laughs> think diverse and basically diverse.
0: But, so, so, uh, sorry, say that again.
1: Well, by diverse, do you mean in terms of different roles, or do you mean like ethnic?
0: Oh, I mean in terms of race and ethnicity,
1: yeah. No, 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 no. White, 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 white. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's... it's and it's uh, a shame as well because you feel like it's such a profession where like the main goal is to make places sustainable and a place for everyone and for it to be the best place. It should be probably the most like in like in an ideal world, it should be the most diverse profession out there. But it is white, 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 that's why. and it, there are reasons for it. For example, like I, I mean, most people. Especially if they're not from this country or other like European countries, they, or just in general, most people have just not heard what about planning in their lives. Um, so I think that's one big issue as well. Um, but yeah, it's it's sad, but they do want to really work harder to kind of change that world, change that around. Because you feel like how can you plan for, for example, black areas with a group of white planners? It just doesn't. Mm. It doesn't look. Yeah good um yeah and
0: also Mm -hmm. oh i was gonna say and also if you're like a person who is planning for like a predominantly black or brown area and you're Mm. a white individual you might not exactly know what the people in that area need or are looking for
1: exactly exactly and what also happens as well is that like even when you get like for example someone a council or something in China, for example, gets an English company. What often happens is that they bring their English practices to those countries. So it's kind mm. of like they didn't really think about that area from, for example, the Chinese lens. They thought about it through an English lens, and therefore they're kind of catering for an English crowd rather than a Chinese crowd, for example. So it's really that's why it's really really important to um, have people that. It's, I guess it's the same for other like professions like police and stuff. Like it's it's a lot better to have to serve people with the people that are serving. that's quite way to describe it.
0: Yeah, yeah. A diverse range of voices is never a bad thing. It makes it better yeah. for everyone involved. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I can see that. I guess I just assumed that. Actually, no, I didn't really assume anything. But I guess in my head, I felt like it would be. Nice if the people involved in the planning at least had some connection to the places they were planning, but I'm guessing that's mm. not always that's that can't always be the case. It's like it's not like you're always going to get people from Hackney specifically planning towns in Hackney. Oh, not towns in Hackney, but yeah, oh yeah, <laughs> Hackney's a oh, yeah, plans, towns in Hackney. <laughs> no,
1: you're, you're good. Yeah, um, yeah, I guess I think in, again in an ideal world that would be how we want it to be, but. It just (sighs) isn't at the moment.
0: Yeah, we we all want that ideal world. Mm. So, what do you do besides. Oh, sorry, go on.
1: Oh, so I was just going to say, sir, have I convinced you to um, consider (laughs) becoming
0: a town planner? (laughs) Uh, I'm going to get back to you. You know, I have, I'm taking a lot of notes. Um, I'm not really a Sims person, but, you know, maybe I'll get the game and see how I feel. Yeah, I'll go. I'll get okay. back to you about that.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, I'll be waiting.
0: <laughs> uh, so, besides planning towns and trying, <laughs> I keep saying gentrification. Trying not to gentrify places. What do you? What do you do? Like in your life? What, what else goes? I feel like this is like another first date, but it's a first date for the for the, for the audience.
1: In and it's my interesting, life. My
0: last episode, mm-hmm. Yeah, in your life. Mm-hmm. Um, it's interesting because the last episode was like first dates and now this one's like oh somebody I've actually been on a first date with so Mm -hmm. yeah I mean you know uh, what what else do you do in terms of like outside of work what's what's your fun what's your time outside
1: of work um this is a very good question um I always struggle with this question because I just don't I don't have any like significant hobbies
0: oh um, I think I don't think that's true Really, I cause all know, I can say is I travel, I you like out. to fly around the world, yeah. Maybe, you're, you're a guest yeah, <laughs> okay, yeah. You, I you, I really you, like you, traveling. Are you already <laughs> planning for Afro Nation 2021?
1: Yeah, yeah, and a few things before that, but
0: um, <laughs>
1: yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, I, guess, I guess I really do like to travel. I just want like it's such a cliche thing to say, like, I really hate to say it, um, because everyone's like, oh, I love to travel, which I guess people do but i just feel like i want something unique um uh, that's just me being snooty and silly but um, yeah i guess i really like traveling i really like um being outdoors um i hate staying indoors um yeah i really like i really enjoy socializing going out um and it's just exploring like it doesn't have to be in different countries like even if it's like around london or like around the country like even this year um I've tried to explore more of England um I think now that we couldn't actually leave the country um I gave more of a reason like it kind of forced me to explore more and I'm glad I did like I went to Wales for the first time which was cool um yeah in terms of hobbies in terms of things I do outside (laughs) um I yeah I wish I did have hobbies um like proper ones apart from traveling and stuff.
0: you make it sound like you wish you did a sport or you played lacrosse in uni or whatever. Oh, but... no, no.
1: Anything but sports. <laughs> Any hobby but sports. I don't know what a hobby
0: not Oh, a hobby. so, what, well, like you wish you knitted or um, you made films or you you made candles or, I don't know, you fixed computers. <laughs> so,
1: yeah, something, something, bit like to give, like, a creative edge, something. Um but maybe one day, I don't know, like, oh, get into like, YouTube or something.
0: Um, mm. All right, know. you mentioned when mm. I asked you to do this, you are like, oh, yeah, this could help me start my brand. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, I've been, but I've been saying I'm going to start, like, the past year and a half. I just, I think. What kind react... of. Oh, no, go on. Oh, were you going to say, like, what kind of. Videos, do what kind content. of
0: videos? Yes, yeah, that's YouTube.
1: exactly why I haven't started. Because I just, <laughs> uh, I just, uh, all I do is I love to, I love to talk about just a while. talk about, and I think it's also it's a bit like what, to me it's like what I think because I don't like watching movies and stuff for long. I want to make sure that whatever I put out is actually interesting because I feel like whatever I speak about if somebody else is doing that, I probably wouldn't be bothered to watch. I want something that I would actually want to watch and I think that's a problem because I don't like to watch many things so they think that day will come so I just need to have up and do something <laughs>
0: hmm. Maybe you should just set up your camera and go and see what comes out.
1: Yeah, I could do. i feel look as well. Like I've been looking at other YouTubers and like not everybody started off with these amazing videos. Like, I, like a lot of people, it took them years to actually perfect their content and actually gain a following and like do stuff that they um actually want. Like, not necessarily that they're proud of the probably proud of the first video, but like you can tell like how YouTubers grow a lot. Um, and I oh, feel like I was was under. Yeah, I feel like I was always under this impression that like your first video has to be like this amazing big bang debut mm-hmm. and like make the world go crazy, which is not going to happen because let's be honest, mm. that's probably like ten views. So. <laughs>
0: yeah, I remember seeing a quote somewhere that said, um, "You can't," uh, something along the lines of, "You can't criticize or you can't um, t- tear apart something that you haven't even made yet." So exactly. Like, if you haven't made it, you can't, like, what are you doing? You haven't, you can't edit it or you can't change it. or You can't correct something that mm. you haven't even got around to creating. So create the thing and then be super critical about it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So I think I just need to hurry up and do it. Like I need to sit down and uh,
0: I relate though, in, in a way. I haven't, I've been telling myself for four years now, I'll buy my camera and I still haven't bought my camera and I think in the back of my head it's because I know how expensive cameras can be and I have the money saved mm. up. But I'm like, uh, oh, do I wanna spend that chunk of money? Even though I know it's some it'll help me do something I wanna do. But mm. yeah, I think the frugal the frugal person inside of me is like, that's a big that's a big chunk.
1: Yeah. How how much are they? they like five hundred, one K.
0: Yeah, the one I'm looking at is about six hundred.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah, sorry i'm joking um but then again there's always like i mean not to go off topic but you can always like even try i know they have websites where you can invent a camera and stuff um instead of that that's
0: true that's true
1: it uh, can always be like a way to build your way in yeah that's um,
0: a good point also, you're not you never going off topic. This thing has we have no topic. We're just we're just going. We're just flowing.
1: <laughs> okay, that's good to know. Um yeah, I, was, I was going to ask you actually, um, because when I was basically going mad um, during lockdown, I would message my group chat stuff like um I should like, guys, this debate, it's five o'clock, I'm tired. <laughs> I don't even <sighs> talk. Um, so you has been like, "Let's debate," um, and like just
0: bring oh, out. You one topic. of those guys?
1: Yeah. Well, no, I went through a face. You'll be happy to hear, and the face has because people stopped replying. <laughs> I was going to be like, "What topic they
0: have been on your minds
1: recently?" Oh, wow. Maybe this is probably a question you should be asking me. But I thought I wouldn't know no, about
0: you. So wait, did you just say what... Because the mic cut out a little bit. Did you say what okay. topic has been on my mind recently?
1: Yeah, yeah. I feel like this is something I didn't ask you last time. Like, I feel like it's a good way as well for me to say, like... Um,
0: what has been on okay. my mind recently? Uh, Microaggressions, actually. That's been on my mind recently. Um, okay. Because okay. I've been seeing a lot of articles... Um, and having conversations with like, some of my black friends and co-workers about mm-hmm. things opening back up and like going back into the office. And one article I saw a few days ago, I think, I don't know who, uh, I'll find out, I'll link it below in the description. Um, mm-hmm. One article talked about how for a lot of black people, I think specifically referring to black women, they're not mm-hmm. rushing to go to the office because they all the time they've been at home, It's been a microaggression-free space for the most part. Yeah, so like they haven't had to deal with like the in-person like comments or maybe kind of hair touches or those little things that would like dig on them every day. The laptop Mm. screen was basically allowing them to distance themselves and also be in their own space. And now being back, like people being so eager to go back to the office, I think the article was basically interviewed a lot some black women who weren't feeling that way because they were like. I don't have to rush back into a space that was constantly throwing these things at me.
1: Mm. Um,
0: Interesting. I was like, hmm, yeah. I, I think I kind of see that as well. I
1: think it's I think it's actually really sad that that is that is the reality for unfortunately mm. like a lot of black women that they like imagine like for it's for me, like imagine having your dream job. And you work with people that daily make actually going to the office to do your dream job a pain in a way. And it's annoying because I think, I mean, I think with microaggressions, one of the most annoying things is that they're always seen as that like micro, they're not seen as major. And I think that's I think that's probably the, one of the most, I mean, I can't speak, but I guess I can imagine one of the most annoying things is that because it's seen as micro, minor, it's not major enough to make a stand about it if not mm. Is and if you do you I can imagine you would just be seen as the angry black woman that just complains all the time so oh. I mean it is really sad um yeah I just feel well, like it's just don't you mm-hmm.
0: feel sorry but don't you also feel like as um a black man that there are microaggressions you experience because I feel like as black yeah. people obviously they won't be the same black woman to black man mm. but as black people there's a lot of things that are similar that we, that we yeah there,
1: there were and i feel like for me i feel like oh in my old job it was the christmas parties like you know it's, i think oh. what dreams are, is that the times where that should be the best at work are usually the worst um for i feel like for a lot of black people because it's it's that time where like i feel like it's especially when there's alcohol involved and things like that and they feel like oh I'm gonna say that thing I've been wanting to say for ages. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm gonna finally say. I've no, been going to, nothing can stop I'm me going now. To the alcohol going to to set years. me free. Yeah, <laughs> yeah <I've> had a <laughs> couple pints. I'm gonna say, it. and you just and you just have to like, you just kind of feel like you're like the childminder for all these older white people that, and they're not even ones that you're close to. You talk too much. They're so ones that like they've just been sitting there for years or months, just waiting to say something silly like um. I remember my old job, there was two mixed race boys that, when I mean they looked nothing, nothing alike. <laughs> and everyone was like, they'll, they'll go up to them and be like, so why are you two brothers? Because my whole team has been asking and blah, blah, blah. And it's literally like, oh my God. And it was just like, it wasn't one person, it wasn't two people, like it was just on and on and on. And then mm-hmm. it was, oh yeah, there was loads, um, so, and it's just kind of sad as well because again it's just very sad to know that like you should you should be able to go to work and enjoy it you should be able to go to your Christmas parties and enjoy it but things that are enjoyable for I can imagine a lot more of white people in the offices for people of colour and black people it can sometimes be the opposite and I think it's just a shame and I can imagine it's even worse for black women as well um yeah, um, I think, yeah, I, I think it's been so long since I've been in the office. I can't think of my last microaggressions. I, I think <laughs> in my head they're all major. so <laughs> I don't <laughs> categorise them as microaggressions.
0: Um no, But that's the thing, like you were saying before, it's not even that they have to be the most racist or, like, the biggest things. It's it, those, it can be those slight comments that, mm. because, again, they're micro, That Mm. they don't, they might not seem big to anyone else, but you notice and you've clocked it. And also, they get to a point, like as a black person, where you subconsciously clock it and you don't even like register it anymore. But then later on, you might be like, "Yeah, that was one of them." Oh well, we move. Yeah, yeah. Here we go again. Exactly, and I think that's one thing as well with like the protests that happened um, at the near the beginning of the pandemic that was sparked by the murder of George Floyd. It was like a lot of people were like, you know what, all these, my, all these things that I've just clocked subconsciously and like, let's sit and been like, oh, I'll let this one go. No, we're going to talk about them. Yeah, Karen, I didn't like it when you touched my brain and told me, oh my gosh, your hair grew so quick overnight. All this, oh, oh, and no, I'm not aggressive. I'm just trying to put my point across. Like all the things that we have like, that we have gotten used to just be like subconsciously understanding that this is something that you're not going to say to the white person in the team but you're going to say to me and that when we look at the other black person in the room and we make eye contact we're like yeah it happened all this stuff oh. that we subconsciously hit but it became like we can now talk about this openly and say yeah this is it's been unfair for time and it's fucked mm.
1: I think you know, as well I feel like something that not a lot of people talk about is that I feel like even as you're saying with your diversion is it the not that person, diversity and inclusion committee. Um, I feel like a lot of companies are being not fake, but a lot of companies are doing things like great initiatives, like um, diversity. Because we talk about diversity in planning, diversity and inclusion committees, and other similar schemes and initiatives. And I kind of feel like I've heard. Some are going a lot better than others. And I mm. feel like what I'm trying to get across is that I feel like some of the people in these committees that especially some of the white people in these committees, but it's not always whites as well, um that in these committees and stuff, they're kind of trying to be like fake folk or they're trying to show themselves as someone that is all for it. But but then you pull them to the side and have a conversation, they're still saying left, right to like microaggressions and stuff and it's like and like for example there was a girl I think I told you about her there was a girl that um was there was for example in my old job there was a girl that on the group chat we had instead of saying she was hungry she said I feel like an African and I I've never even heard of that in my life and then, so I did. When I read it, I was just like, like I, I didn't like her already by this point, by the way. So <laughs> when I your read it,
0: spirit, I just realized, your spirit knew. Your spirit was like, mm, I'm not vibing with this person, and it knew before yeah. you fully knew.
1: Yeah, so and then <laughs> twenty minutes later, because I was, I'm so, I was working, i such so, and I just, I just didn't get it at all. And then twenty minutes later, like it clicked. I shut oh, my so... laptop and I left, and then. When I came back, like no one said anything on the group chat, and they were, so they all wait for me to bring it up. And then later on, like a few, this must have been a few months down line when we actually did speak about it. One of the guys was like, "It's not racist, it's ignorance." And I let it slide. But then I brought it up again, and I was like, "How could you, the white guy, tell me the black guy what racism is and isn't?" First of all. And now, lo and behold, I've left the office and he is now running the diverse, um, Diversity and Inclusion Committee. In oh God. and he's the head. Um,
0: oh <laughs>
1: and, God. and he told me, and I was like, Do you want a gold medal? Because you're not even going to get a bronze. <laughs> and it's just, i the stories as well from other friends at other offices, and it kind of makes you feel like it's just a bit like, uh, like, not not saying that these committees should be a hundred percent people, kind of black, but I kind of feel like they, like people, should be careful about the people that are actually trying to join them. Like, are they joining for the right reasons, or are they joining because they want? It's another avenue to be power hungry, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And I think that kind of happens, and it's kind of a shame because it's just a bit like, yes again, um, it's kind of like stealing something that is for us and using it to your own benefit. Um, yeah, I and mean, said
0: yeah i completely get where you're coming from like i i think i've i read a few a few articles that following on from the protests and like all these companies saying like oh we support our black teams and we support our black team mm-hmm. members and we're here for them like people checking in a few months later like journalists checking in a few months later being like oh, okay so what have these companies done found mm-hmm. that a lot of, in a lot of these companies like the D and I committees, diversity and inclusion committees kind of were like mm. band-aids or like plasters, basically trying to be like, look at what we've done. And now we're yeah. gonna invest, we're not gonna invest any more time in it because everybody's really looking at us or we're not being scrutinized. Yeah, um like like you rightly said, like some people can take advantage of those situations and be like, you know what? I'm gonna be the wokest of the of the white the whites. Yeah. The wokest yeah. yeah. And I'm gonna I'm <laughs> gonna make myself so good. And you know what? I think when you're entering these committees like i'm in a diversity and inclusion committee in my work um yeah and like gang gang you know i'm deputy chair <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> and i think what is good about how they did the one at my office is that they hired people externally to come in and then mm. interview the people who were interested so it wasn't like any office politics involved it was people that had come in from outside and also people who are specifically dedicated like their whole business model is like we are dedicated to creating diverse and inclusive spaces in offices we provide training we help build committees Mm. we help support companies who want to do this properly and they they say like even if they don't feel like a company is really ready to do it properly they won't work with Mm. them and I feel like when Mm. a company like it's stuff like that that shows me like okay a company is actually serious about trying to put the work in instead of like them like banding a group of people together in the office and being like yeah you're the dni committee and that's fine because Um. that guy like i don't it's I, i can imagine like how you're feeling because this whole like these past few months the people who've people who people who have recently discovered that black lives matter basically it's interesting when you stare just at found out. pages. You know, they just found out. They just realized you stare at people's pages, and then you have had experiences with them, and you're like, mm. "Wow, you you really you really said that to me x months ago, and now you're here doing Black History I mean, I hope you've learned. I hope somebody you've mm. changed, but how? Ha- but have you really, or, or is this just something you're doing? Like, yeah, for the-
1: yeah,
0: that that's the
1: thing like for example that guy I mean he might we're actually still quite good friends and I I did have a day where I basically him because that was a bit like if you're I kind of feel like as a friend not it's not my duty and it shouldn't be it's not any black person's duty to educate whites on their pop on their mistakes and issues um and the things that they do but I kind of feel like as my friend it's clear that no one else is teaching you're not learning um, so, I did, I did spend a, not a day, but I did spend a couple of hours things to him, being like, you need, like, you've done X, X, and X, and you need to do Y, Y, and Y. Like, there's a lot you need to learn and stuff. So, I kind of feel like him joining the committee, I think, and he said it was like the first step, because he is, because he's one of these people that he's very into different cultures. Um, And I did tell him about this as well. I was like, you could be into every culture in the world, but you could still be the world's biggest racist. Like culture and race are two different things at the end of the day. Um, and my oh, with this, <laughs> but yeah, I think there are some. I think really yeah, showed there are people that genuinely want to try, and there's also people that they admit that they have be, they are, they have no clue about race or culture and things and there's ones that want to learn and then there's ones that would rather stay neutral which is arguably a problem in itself
0: and mm-hmm. then there's
1: the ones that just don't want to hear it which you know those things that should be in the bin um, so, <laughs> um, you can really you really do see the different as and the same applies to companies that like the company I work for which I will not mention but I really want to might do later on but um, <laughs> <laughs> they, they, their response, because my friends were telling me, um, not that I was a gossip at work, but my friends were still like telling me, like, oh Christy, look what they were doing, um, like, and I think they were also, they weren't just saying it to like gossip about the comes out left, but I think they also want to know my opinion, kind of thing, like they also wanted to learn, which is good, and again it goes to show that there are some that actually want to learn, but they acknowledge they have a lot to learn, which I think mm. is nice, and I think sometimes as well, like, I think sometimes we kind of, I, I don't know, I feel like some, some Black people, people colour, we sometimes, are, I think sometimes we do see people that are trying to, and we just don't want to hear it, which I guess I always feel like there's two sides, because I still, again, believe that it is not our job to educate. I mean, if we wouldn't have enough burden. I wasn't born to be a teacher, so sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, and other, t- other sides, like if you can help, I don't see why you wouldn't at the same time um not saying it's by force but i'm just saying you if you can not that you should but if you can it'll be great to help those and that's kind of what i feel like with my friends like i feel like with some of my white friends if they are clearly trying to learn as a friend the least i can do is help them but if i could be bothered
0: Hmm. (laughs) do you tell them them when you you're like i'm just not in a space where i can I can communicate I can educate you about something right now
1: yeah yeah again going back to that guy from my work office he was he was he was then when I was telling him about basically telling him about himself he then wanted to call and he was like oh I'm really upset (laughs) and I was like no 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 no." the last thing we're going to do is me go to pick up a call for you for to hear your white tears and I think again that's a really big problem it's like I get it's uncomfortable but I think the worst one of the worst things you could do as a white person is then now expect your black friends to take the tears for your mistakes. Like yeah. you that like that doesn't make sense to me. Like how could like if you abused someone you wouldn't and then but you didn't realise you would and then that abuse that person you abused the victim then told you as the abuser that you're the abuser, You wouldn't now start crying to them. <laughs> it doesn't make sense. Um, so yeah, you do. I think, but obviously, every friend, every friend, I is different. I'm not always. Sometimes I'm, like, pass and I'm like, a passive cat and sometimes I shout. Out. <laughs> but um so, but with this guy, like I told him everything, and I feel like it made us kind of close in a way because I think he did get to understand, which I guess I'm grateful for. Um, unfortunately, not all my friends were that went that way. Um. Oh really? Yeah. Um. There's some was a bit like. Oof, Okay. But I feel like people like that, like, they're kind of like, what's the word? Um, when you're below a friend, what's the word? Um, an
0: acquaintance?
1: That's the one. Yeah. They have now reduced their status. Uh, so, oh, so
0: they're, uh, not, they're not your friends anymore. They're acquaintances Yeah, it, it's now. a bit
1: like you could have done better. And I knew this day uh-huh. was coming anyway. Um, so, yeah, I think it's been it's been an interesting few months, especially like, I feel like June and July. I feel like every black person is just sitting there like, oh, wow. It's like, for me personally, it felt like every racial experience had that I've tried to kind of like push back to, so I can mm-hmm. move on and live. I just, without consent, come straight back to the forefront, all at once, yeah. flooding my brain. And it was really hard, I think, at the time. I think it was really hard for a lot mm-hmm. of black people. Um, But I feel like it was. It was needed, um, but I think now we've seen where action has been taken, where action is clearly failing. Um, so yeah, um,
0: yeah. sorry. I definitely um, feel <laughs> no, you don't need to apologize. You're good. I definitely <laughs> feel like rec- <laughs> the reckoning, like the the reckoning of your white friends, like having to realize mm. who's really for you and who isn't actually trying to hear it, is like. I can imagine that that can be that can be a uh, kind of disappointing and painful
1: well funny enough something that I think what actually was the most shocking not necessarily the most helpful but the most shocking was some of my black friends that were hey! I was like, <laughs> <Hey>! <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, oh, <laughs> oh. yeah that was um so I'll give you an example um my so I went to a board. I went to basically like a quite a white boarding school for sixth form in Lincoln, mm. and but it was there was quite a lot of international students. And in the year below, there was a Spanish guy who was like really friendly and like who was friends with all of us. And in the boarding house, because not every person in the school was a boarder, in the boarding house there was only sixty of us. Um, but the school was like a a few thousand. It was a massive school um but the boarding house specifically was like quite a lot of internationals like out of the 60 there was at least 10-15 um Ghanians and Nigerians um so there was like percentage-wise in the boarding house there was a lot of black presence and so there was this Spanish guy who I will not name but I mean I should do you know what I will his name was Jaime <laughs> um, and, <laughs> oh, <laughs> know, no! yes his name was Jaime and he was friends with us and everything and he was really close friends with especially with some of the black boys in the boarding house he was just very friendly so imagine one day this year so that was like a few years back like five years back so imagine one day this year we well my my friend's friends friends were selling these BLM masks and I saw them, I thought, oh, this is amazing. I'm going to promote it for you. I feel like loads of people would want to see this and invite you so because even the money and the proceeds go to BLM charities. I was like, this is an amazing idea. Uh, so I promoted it. And then later on, she sent me a screenshot. And she was like, do you, of like a list of messages. And she was like, do you know this guy? Lo and behold, Jaime had seen my me promoting her mask and had... Gone and found her profile on Instagram and messaged her. Bear in mind, like they they don't know each other. Like she never went to my school. Mm. I've only met this girl like two times. Uh, like there is no connection at all. Um, so he messaged her, being like, "Oh, um, I can't swear because my mum's next door." But he was like, <laughs> uh, "Antifa um, uh, just sending loads of racial abuse." At the time, I didn't even know what Antifa was, but now I do. Um, like, anti-fascist movement, um, and he's from Spain, I think it's a lot bigger there. Uh, so he's just sending facial messages, and I was so, I was so upset, first, because it was, like, why are you sending facial abuse, And secondly, like, I thought we were friends, I thought we were cool, kind of thing. And thirdly, I was so, like, um, embarrassed because, obviously, she, like, she doesn't know me that well, and I kind of felt like I've now subjected her to this abuse, mm-hmm. kind of thing. So I felt so sorry for her as well. Um, so yeah, so that happened. Anyway, classic me. Um, I don't know if it's the African in me. I was like, I was, I was screaming and raging. I was like, he would die today. He would die. <laughs> I <was> like, <laughs> so I was like, okay, I'm gonna find his employer, his family. Everybody in that school must find out. I was like, he would, I was like, he will not sleep again. Um, so yeah. I made a group chat of loads of people from the old school, being like, um, I need his address, his employer, his family. Yeah. I, like, I need everything. Um then, then, so to my surprise, I all the white people in the group, they were really helpful, but they're all like no one no one's heard from him and I was like, okay, cool. And then I was like, okay, um, be honest, do you think this is something he could because at first I genuinely didn't believe it for like a good two hours. I thought he must have been hacked. I was like, I could not believe I was just I just didn't believe it. So then I was like, do you think this is something he could do? And then they were like, yeah, I can't lie to you. Like, he was quite, um, he had quite far right views when he was at school. I was like, well, he kept that to himself. Like, I had no idea. Um had no idea at all. And then, then there was, I have another black friend. And he was, he messaged me being like, you're not going to bait him out, are you? Like, you're not, he was like, don't be a waste, man. And I, 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 I was like, I almost like. I was like, uh, sorry, I'm not I was like, you're a Nigerian. Like, out of everyone in the group, you should have been the one screaming the most. How you could be so? I, I was certain so, we didn't we, we didn't speak for above. I was that that sent me over the edge. I was like, I was like get high, mate. We're gonna deal with you now. But <laughs> and, and I think what really saddened me as well was that like, that was not the first. That was not the last issue I had of a black person in, in regards to BLM, and it's about the things like I've had. I've heard other people um, speak about, other black people speak about BLM in a not so positive light, which really shocked me. But by the time I got to the third one, I was like, okay, clearly, there is, this is quite, there is a quite a big minority, or maybe majority, I don't know, of black people that are not fully with the BLM movement, um,
0: so what
1: Which, were they yeah, saying? Yeah. Were they like... Um, they didn't we, understand. They were like, oh, the, I think they were like... It, I think some some of them, I think when there was a bit like, here we go again. I, mean, I think that I can kind of, I could understand why someone would be tired because I think you could, you could look at it and be like, you know, we've been fighting for how many centuries. Like, I can imagine how someone could be tired because we're all tired, let's be honest. But it doesn't mean you should get up, um, um, but others were just a bit like dang, they were they weren't necessarily against it against it, but they were just a bit like like why would you why would you march why like is this not overreaction? like and I think they kind of felt like it was like there's all these problems in Africa, but now that you guys are now that black people are dying in there. Western world it's a problem kind of thing. And actually I think to point out was that the common denominator against all these people I knew of was that they were all born in Africa in African countries.
0: Yeah.
1: Um mostly Nigerian, but I think some were Zim and stuff. Like they're all people that I think they I think they'll probably consider themselves more closer like their home, like not necessarily in culture, just like their home is yeah. probably closer to yeah. Africa in yeah. here. Kind of thing, so I think in their eyes, they kind of felt like BLM was let was about black people in the west and not black people right. as a whole, and I think that's where they had a lot of issues about. And I, I was kind of like, Well, I mean, so do you want us to stop and wait until we change BLM for the world? I mean, and I was like, I don't think that's what it is. I think the BLM is it's it, it, it's not Dobby BLM, it's not Western Black. It's it's black people everywhere, even though it is, I mean, I guess you could say it is centered on Western countries. It's mm. not necessarily to the exclusion of black lives in Africa and other countries. Um awesome. but yeah, mm.
0: it was yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. it's not the first time I've heard something like that. Like uh, those like born on the continent mm. feeling a bit of a disconnect to black people who are born who are like the diaspora basically who are there and yeah that uh, I think it's like there's that like you you already said that idea of blackness and I guess if you're if you come from a place where you are the majority then Mm. there's maybe less of a there's obviously still things that you're probably gonna experience, and like influences from the west side like, that influence African countries anyway, mm. like in terms of education and things like that. But there's probably less experiences of feeling marginalized, yeah, than there are here in terms of like black people and then against non-black POC and white people. Though there mm. will there are ways of feeling marginalized back home, like I'm guessing by a tribal group or like. Just mm. anything like wealth or class, so yeah, the just the many layers of blackness are interesting to think. Of. Mm.
1: Mm. I think I think that's a really good point as well because I feel like, but especially these in recent years, I feel like, it's, especially in this country, I think it's really becoming apparent that blackness is not it's multidimensional, and I think especially what I think to me what's become more apparent as well is how like black people in this country like we do we are um we're in every class and I think this idea of the working class black person and this narrative is very um not defunct but I guess it's it's gone off it's expired (laughs) it's very like we are we're most in every class now like there's just I think especially when it comes to black boys it's always just this idea of like black boys from the hood or black boys like and I feel like blackness is very it's in different classes and I think with that it comes with different issues and stuff and I feel like this year I feel like there's been little discussions about that but I feel like there could have been a lot more Um, I feel like class as well is a very important factor because I think as well class also divides us in some ways as well like I feel like there are definitely black people that feel like they've made it and they're no longer a part of us and they no longer have our struggles. So it's like, bye-bye. <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, like, they look, like, they're like, bye-bye peasants, left you lot behind. Uh, <laughs> um, and, I like, and I feel like that's a big problem as well, but it kind of manifests in many different ways. And I think it manifests in ways that some people might not even realise as well, um, but that could be a discussion for a whole day. <laughs> um, But yeah, I feel like that's something that, we uh, come to grips with but I think in some ways it's worth pushing the media um well black media and the media that we create I think it's becoming more celebrated like the differences within blackness as well um it's mm. not which I think has been something we've been crying for for a very 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 long time and I feel like it's only now coming to the forefront um yeah I feel like I've just gone off on a tangent again <laughs> but I just wanted to say it so I said it <laughs> yeah
0: and it was all good and it was pretty much factual you mentioned oh there was something you said that i wanted to go back to um ah yeah black people and then ah, there was something you said that you were like oh that could be a whole discussion for another day
1: oh was it um black people in class or the way um how it's like the narrative is multidimensional, like it's not just one. It's not yes. just a black black reference That Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think it's like, one thing that I've really enjoyed is mm-hmm. seeing the way black media has grown, not even just this year, but just like mm. over the past few years, it's, it's grown, and especially black British media, because mm. I think... Mm. It was a long time where we were only seeing like Black American media as like our representation of blackness, or like the yeah. like the wider general representation of blackness. And I think in these past few years, especially like as someone who's, I mean, we've grown up these past few years, so anything that happened before or when we were younger might not have been so much in like our like. De- I mean, Desmonds. I rewatched Desmonds this <laughs> this year. And like, mm-hmm. all, cause all of the series, the whole series is on Amazon Prime, um, and I was like, I can imagine that growing up in like the eighties, nineties, and watching something mm-hmm. like, yeah, and that was
1: all you had,
0: exactly. And now mm-hmm. we've had like, an, in our in our like period of growth, like early twenties mm-hmm. teens, we've had chewing gum, we've had Top Boy, we've had I May Destroy You, we've mm-hmm. had like a lot, Family, we've had. I mean, there's a lot of reality stuff, like <laughs> you know, the oh. my favorite person, Alani, Um mm. She's had like, <laughs> shows. Um, yeah, and there's just there's been like a wealth of stuff, but I still feel like there's so much more to do and so much more. Oh yeah, that yeah, and be represented because this idea that there's one type of blackness, it, it's it's so hindering, especially when you and I feel like it's stupid to think that way. Still, but I, mm. I obviously there's definitely people who think that way. Because I, I feel like you've probably had this experience. Like people have been to you like, oh, I didn't you're not you're not like they've assumed you're not black, black, or they've just you're been like, black, oh, black. they've they've had assumptions about you when they've met you. And I think with the way like things have changed these past few years, a lot more people that haven't had many experiences with black people and now like, Oh, maybe there's kinda of like different versions of black. Oh no. It's frozen.
1: Can you
0: still hear me? Uh-oh. Uh, is it me? Oh, yeah, I'm here. Can you hear me? Uh, hold Hello, th- hello. Oh, hey. Yeah, I can hear you.
1: Okay, are <laughs>
0: you? <laughs>
1: Oh, I was going to ask you the same thing. You you just went off. You cut off.
0: Yeah, I think I froze. Um... <laughs> oh. Well, you're back. i yeah, gr- back. Yeah, yeah. I'll deal with that when I'm editing. Sure. <laughs> so, wait, what was the last thing that you heard?
1: Um, you said you're well. You're listing out all the Black British series, um, like Familan and stuff. Which is interesting because Sam Lamb's yeah. season—I don't know if you've seen—has been very
0: controversial. I haven't, but I saw a clip and I saw the discussion that was happening on the timeline about how they were representing Jamaican people, and that yeah. is, yeah. See, even within the diaspora, we have our own shit going on. Mm-hmm. And within the diaspora, we in the same company in the company country, like yeah, yeah.
1: So, um, but yeah, you was actually saying as well. As the last I had was how you saying there's been a lot done, but there's still a lot more to go, which is definitely true. Yes. But I think, yeah, I've just, been. there's been so much recently and like, thank God for Netflix. Um, I mean, oh. God bless them, visually, and um, abundantly. But, because um, sometimes, just to say, like, sometimes you sit there and like, a bit, but wasn't for Netflix, it was still being square one, really. Like, the majority of things, apart from a few BBC3 things, the majority yeah. of black media has been through Netflix. But, I mean, it is what it is. But, um, yes, yeah, there has been a lot, but there is a lot more to go with. I feel like especially, I don't know, maybe it's because I'm just a guy myself. But I feel like especially the representation of different black boys is still kind of problematic. Because um, mm. I feel like even, like, was it top boy or something? And people were saying, like, here we go again, yet another Hood boy documentary, like, are we not tired of this narrative? Um, and I think there is some. I mean, I do love Top boy, but there are some truths that, like, this like this narrative just is has been replayed for decades. Um, but it's still needed. Yeah. It's still. It's not yes. like it's an irrelevant narrative, yeah. but I think it's like yeah. there is. We are so much more than that. There is so much more than that. We're not all. Voice an
0: estate, yeah I and i think that it, it needs to be a discussion because top boy uh, is a is a story that's necessary mm. and it's good that we're seeing their representation and we also need to see like the male version of Arnis, the black male ver- version of saved by the bell or like mm. no stranger things or something like that like there's room for <clears throat> a lot more black stories yeah yeah it's the fact that the, not as many are getting made that when people see like ones that seem similar repeated over and over, they mm. feel like oh, this is all we get. Which yeah. I mean, when then you have to think about like the people who are allowing and create and pushing these the pushing only these kinds of shows to be made, and then sprinkling a few kind of quote unquote alternative black shows.
1: Mm. Mm. Yeah, it is a shame, but. I mean I feel like we are getting there definitely like um and even like black characters in like diverse shows and stuff. I mean, I could sit here for days talk about sex education. Um and yes. Um who apparently I'm just alike. Um so You
0: do you do have like an Eric like loudness about you (laughs) and I'm not gonna lie. When I saw you on Hinge, I was like, "Oh
1: God!" There's go. the a you're like
0: on the escalator holding a bottle of champagne with your <laughs> arms like wide open, and I was like, "This looks like a very similar pose of a very, a very beloved TV character." <laughs> yeah. Nice
1: way to put it. Um, yeah, yeah, I've
0: been mistaken
1: for him a few times, um, by. Obviously, people from a certain demographic which I'm not mentioning <laughs> um, oh, uh, yeah,
0: we should talk about that actually after, but finish what you're saying, yeah,
1: um, but yeah, I do i but I think one of the reasons why I really loved this character is like it, I feel like it was the first time I was like, wow, we've fi- we've finally seen like a main like a black lead that is not your usual black lead like for once like. And we've seen more like it wasn't the first time but I think for me it was the first time it hit my head maybe it's because I basically saw the mirror of me on the TV but um, it was like I think it really hit me like wow we really got we really are coming somewhere in terms of black British media um mm. and and the fact that it's not American as well I think was really mm. nice to see like yeah because especially for me growing up it was this very tiring like I wanted to watch something to with. To do like for black people, it was always American. it it's always BT or Trouble. Was it Channel Trouble? The channel,
0: Trouble, yeah, which oh, died.
1: Um, it really needs to it's come back in one day. day. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what happened. Um, but yeah, that's yeah, that's what I was gonna say.
0: Yeah, it's so like when you think about sometimes I'm on Netflix, I'm like, I feel like watching a show and I want to see. A majority like majority black characters mm. and then i scroll. i spend like maybe an hour eating my food scrolling through netflix i'm like oh yeah this is a good story oh but it's a mm. drama and i want to laugh oh yeah this is a comedy oh but it's like very stereotypes in terms of black women mm. and like black men, and it's not really good representations and then surrounded by these are a bunch of white shows with all these different characters, all these different mm. stories, and I'm like, you guys just get to feel like you guys just get to see yourself every day, in all day, every day. <laughs> and I'm literally here trawling through Netflix trying to look for any form, any form of enjoy representation because there are some great films and some great shows out there, but sometimes I don't want to be all up in my feelings, which I feel like a mm. lot of the films and TV shows that get created that have many black casts are. Sometimes yeah. I just want to Laugh and do comedy and giggle Mm. and see, but uh, I see someone who looks like a dark skinned black girl just being goofy with her friends, but I rarely get to see that, and that's why I love re watching Chewing Gum because, yeah, like it's just it just brings me joy.
1: She, yeah, um, Michaela Cole, she really did. She did. Mm. I still can't believe she since she she directed and I guess produced and acted all at the same time for I May Destroy You. Um, if I've got that right, um, which oh, I yeah. think is amazing. Um, obviously, it's a Ghanaian. It doesn't surprise me that she's capable of stuff. Uh-huh,
0: of
1: course, you know, hard work. She <laughs> does in.
0: Yeah.
1: Ah, I, 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 <laughs> I think you should edit that out. Um, <laughs> um, but, yeah, no, she did an amazing, an amazing job. Um, yeah, I think, again, it's just, it's just really, I think it's really nice to see that we're finally getting somewhere. Um I I I'm excited to see what's next kind of thing. Um and hopefully it's not just for sure. Like I think that's one of the worries I feel like some people brought up. It's like is 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 it just like a trend, is being black a trend, or is this all here to stay and to improve? And that's in many things, like the media like black media, BLM, like everything kind of thing, is like is this just oh sorry, pardon me. Is this just a trend or is this going to continue?
0: Hmm. And that's sad to think about because mm. our race be a trend where are people we we lived it we live this yeah so, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, I guess we'll see these next coming months. And you mm. know, twenty twenty is we're in the last quarter of twenty twenty. Oh, thank so, you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, does, do you think the minute twenty twenty one starts, everything's just going to be all good? Like, oh yeah, we're back outside so. again. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's January the
0: first, first yeah. like, Open the doors. Get on the planes. Kissing the clubs. Okay. Everything's all good. Uh, yeah, I, do, a I do miss a party. <laughs> yeah, I do kind of miss parties. That is something I do miss. I didn't really go to many last year, but just going out and like chilling with people. I like a nice I, I like a nice house party. So yeah, I miss yeah. that.
1: I wish I I I I feel like I would like at my house party. I can't. It's not much in my house. Party. What like right now? <laughs> yeah, but I do enjoy. um I do enjoy the club, and I could really do with them being reopened. Um ASAP, fully today. <laughs> <laughs> um But yeah, no, I do. I do miss. I. That's another thing I could go on for ages about club and stuff, especially in London. Um, yeah, we shall
0: see. We shall see. Like you haven't already booked your flights for next year <laughs> to go to Spanish. <laughs> like, by five course I will have a party.
1: That's oh, literally
0: your mind. To be honest, to be honest, I'm.
1: Actually, now that we're on the topic, I'm kind of confused as to why you haven't booked your ticket. <laughs> <Yes. laughs> I've
0: explained to you my reason. The whole, like, wahala with people trying to get their money back and the guy was, like, hopping around being like, oh, yeah, guys, you sorting out something, uh, you know, talking to watch people. Like, right after the last moment, like, wasn't it a week before that everyone was like, so we're not getting our money back? He's like, just wait one moment, guys and still nothing so I, I do know
1: like, I feel like it's made I, and I have
0: faith things. I have I have faith that it will be enjoyment mm. but let me take let me google the tickets let me see how I feel because I do want to enjoy summer next year even if it is just me on a beach by myself or chilling on a boat <laughs> I don't own a boat but you know getting some <laughs> getting some sand some sand all that
1: but yeah, I'm, I don't
0: know about Afronation. Nation. I'm, I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to think about that one. Well you're not even the only one of my only one of the people I know who has been talking about Afronation.
1: Well, I mean, are you surprised? <laughs> you a to, little I, mean, bit. I
0: thought earlier this year everyone was like, Never again, but I guess not.
1: Do you know what I have to put my hands up? If anybody was screaming and shouting and ranting about this year, it was me. I was like How can he do that? I was like, the terms and conditions says you can get a refund if such an event happens, and he said no. But I was doing all this shouting, and then my friends were like, "Also, did you get a refund?" I was like, I didn't actually get a ticket. I was just angry for everybody. (laughs) But yeah, I. This will happen. I I feel like what they did was really bad. That um, but you know, I'm still here, and I think again, it's a bit like. Where else are we supposed to go? It's not like there's other alternatives. <laughs> to Afro Nation. Let's be honest, which is the same,
0: but um, it, is true, it is what it
1: is. It's got probably the best lineup we may ever see in our lives. Um,
0: uh, so... I'm, I'm not gonna lie; I don't know the full lineup, but I saw names coming out, and I was like, "Oh wow, that actually does look good." Hold on, let me look it up right now. Um, <laughs> isn't? Oh, okay. ooh. Oh, right. Whiskey. Oh, no, that was 2019.
1: Mm. Yeah, he should. Oh, but he should. I think he is here for 2021. I'm sure he better oh, okay. be. Although I have seen him so many times now.
0: Oh, I've <laughs> never seen Whiskey perform. I don't know. Maybe. I, don't gasp at me. I just haven't. <laughs> I really mean, need to. I should probably, like, make it. Uh, like, fun. make it. <laughs> like not to good, no, not to there. But like, make it a mission to go to more festivals because I don't really do festivals like. Oh my gosh, Chris Brown! If you as serious, you know what <laughs> I like our <about> Afrobeats. <laughs> they put the different names. You know how they usually order by size of like names, how big of a star you have, you are. They put them. They're, they're not all in order, so it's not like the bigger names at the top and the tiny names at the bottom. They're all like scattered yeah, the on mix, the
1: bottom. yeah. I'm it's not mix. I reckon it's after do you remember?
0: Um, Wasn't it Burna Boy?
1: Yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs> he was like, I'm the African giant. You're not gonna uh, put my name pe- the people I respect my it. name is <laughs> <laughs> I, I respect it because he knew he knew his word. He's like, I'm the African giant, well, you're not uh, going to put my name small. I don't do small small here. I mean, like, okay, I what know. we got Hard DiCaprio, Crapton Conan. No, oh, okay, let me do one Asen. Actually, yeah, this does look pretty good. Ten I'm
1: well, on what you're potentially missing and hopefully
0: I've told you if you want me to come purchase my ticket uh and I'll be um, there
1: I'll, I'll talk to Santander and let you.
0: Know. I've, I've said uh, <laughs> Santander thank you I, I mean I've told you what I'm looking for um I asked you to fulfill the role of a glucose guardian and <laughs> Yeah, it's time. Yummy holiday. Yeah, this actually does look pretty good. And I guess with the sun and like, the, yeah, it'll be a vibe. Yeah. But I heard so many stories from AfroNation 2019, like it got wild. And I was like, really? Yeah, this, this
1: actually yeah. sounds like a bit of me. It, it, I mean, I, do you know, even though I was there, I didn't actually see any wildness. Like, it was just an amazing... Oh, you were there? Yeah, yeah, this might be my third affirmation. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, because I went to the
0: we went,
1: Portugal, so, then Ghana, and then I'll go. Right. Yeah, the Ghana one, the bit more. Um, so um, the Portugal one, the best. It was just so nice. Yeah, I can't. I could can be again. I could be here all day talking about how great it was. Why uh, <laughs> right, you should go? Because I feel like it would be a shame for you to miss out on something so great. Uh, oh, and so I don't want you to
0: have that. Thank you for being be. so just caring so much about uh, my well-being. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh it's looking like two hundred plus for the good, the good, good. Oh no, for all the tickets. So yeah, um, yeah I I, I, I take monthly deposits. Um, I'll forward you my Monzo account, but. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for that I, I, in
1: advance. We'll discuss that off air.
0: Huh? <laughs> <laughs> <I don't>... <laughs> uh, <laughs> and on that note, um, thank you for coming on to the podcast today. My brother just opened the door. Oh, bye. <laughs> thank you for coming on. <laughs> this always happens when I'm at home. Like people just want to come yeah oh i should actually say bye sir. um yeah thank you for coming on today.
1: <laughs> no that's fine that's fine it's been a pleasure. sorry i almost
0: dropped my water bottle yeah um i hope you enjoyed your time here you know i hope you, you I had fun in the studio
1: that I is my room did.
0: yeah oh, i hope okay, our, our second time yeah this is the plot i but i hope um, mm. our second time meeting wasn't uh as stressful, you know, as you thought it would be.
1: No, no, this is definitely. I mean, I went today. I was like, I don't actually know much about the podcast. All you told me is that it, 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 you take, you basically go over the floor, and I was like, I literally started working. I was like, wait, 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 this could be a prank. This could be, like, some TV show. Prank. Yeah, what This do? could be, like, an Aloni like, thing.
0: Lonnie Frank, what did you mean by that?
1: Because it, I could have logged on to Zoom and God knows, I don't know, you could have had, like, your family wait. You could have had, I don't know, you could have done anything. Oh, like, like
0: <laughs> oh, like, Aloni's doing a thread, you know, so like, introduce the, the guy you've met to your family. Yeah, yeah, see what mm-hmm. happened. You think I'm mad? I'm not mad like that. I'm sorry. No, I
1: don't I know, do that. Made people go, I mean, just quote it, made people go bad. not me.
0: No, sir, not me.
1: <laughs> so, but no. No, I,
0: I had trust, but there was a really,
1: really bit of... Um, but it was gone within two seconds.
0: I'm glad. Well, thank you for coming on, Quasi. I hope you uh, you come back. Maybe, uh, maybe I'll invite you on with the other guys I've met on Hinge. We'll have like a group group uh for custody <laughs> yeah,
1: well, actually, i'm the latest one, so i mean oh, no, be, okay there's no competition <laughs> to me it's for them um but um okay well that would be interesting <laughs> i don't know if that's gonna okay. be interesting
0: <laughs> okay guys thank you for listening and we'll see you next week bye